You wanted the best. You got the best. In strong language and adult content. The hottest podcast in the world. Slowly we rock. Welcome to Slowly We Rock, Metal's funnest and dumbest podcast. Um, I'm one of your hosts, James, uh, and with Dan and with Lewis. How are you guys doing? Yeah, good. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. Um, no, that's, no, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's the intro. That's the intro. Yeah, that's intro. yeah, yeah we nailed it. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Happy <laughs> Thursday evening uh, vibes, really. Yeah, so. I'm a little, I'm actually, sorry, I'm a little tired um, because I stayed out too late last night for the, the weirdest gig I've ever been to. Was this the picture? Yeah. Okay, I need to know more about this. And please describe the image that you put up. Well, you describe it. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> it was... I don't know if my memories changed things at all, but I think it was kind of like an older, uh, half-naked mm-hmm. man yeah, with a big moustache. Three-quarters naked, I would say. Okay, three-quarters naked. Yeah. Oh, I would right. say it's more than three-quarters. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just a pair of pants. Yeah. With, What's that? Why? That's, yeah. With One seven eighths. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, playing a double bass kick drum. Yeah. With some kind of, it looked like some kind of sampling pad or something to his right. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Okay. He, he, and a cello. And a cello. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah no, your memory is right. We, right cool. We went to see a guy called uh, is uh, Mr. Marseille. Mr. Marseille. M A R C A I double L E. Yeah. Nice. Um, if I was at, if I describe him, I'd use the word. The phrase outsider art, yeah, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, he's a French dude who plays a kind of like really lo fi type of punk rock on okay. a cello, uh, and occasionally does some like Mongolian style throat singing, yeah. Uh, he looks like the serial killer from Too Many Cooks, uh, <laughs> yeah, he really did, yeah, yeah. yeah. all that internet image of a dude. <laughs> Posing on bed with like loads of guns and a guitar hero guitar. <laughs> yeah. If you know the yeah, one. Yeah, I know exactly. He looks the one. like that one. Um he was incredibly French as well. Like yeah. to the point where it was really hard to tell what he was saying in between the songs. Except beer time. He kept chanting beer time. <laughs> yeah. To get him a drink, people throw him beer sometimes if he ran out. And he kept going, beer time. He's got the right yeah, beer he's got the right time. idea. Also, <laughs> after the gig, when it finished, um, there was like a merch store and stuff, and we were getting ready to leave and he was sort of hanging around talking to people. And I heard a guy say to him, Oh, where are you from? And he went, hell. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really say much. He was very in himself. It was Yeah, he really was. It was um, incredible. I loved it. Was I, it good? Yeah, I loved it. It was fantastic, yeah. I, I I hadn't heard of him at all and couldn't find his music on Spotify <laughs> or anything. Um, but a friend of ours who had seen him at uh, Arctangent Festival the year before... Shout out to Dave. Yeah, got very excited when um, it turns out he was playing at the Mother's Ruin, which is basically like a tiny, like, tiny pub. Yeah, Yeah, really tiny. Uh, And the tickets were only a fiver, so he bought us all tickets and was like, okay, we're going to go see this dude play. Bargain. Yeah. Um, And all I knew about him was that he basically sat in his pants playing cello and kick drums (laughs) uh, and that he was incredibly French. Yep. And um, at one point when I was going to use the toilet, like, he was coming out as I was going in and I was like, maybe that's him. But I didn't recognise him with his clothes on. Yeah, of course. 
Like he could have just been anyone. And then he goes upstairs, starts derobing, and I was like, there he is! That's yeah. him. Beer time. Yeah, the whole thing was really. I'm super glad I saw it. it yeah, um, okay. Genuinely cool. Like it wasn't just like no. It was novelty, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. It's it a man sat his pants playing a challenge. It was like, genuinely yeah. really entertaining and good. Um, cool. Our friend Theo absolutely loved it. Of course like, he did. Of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. like a bit of a revelation, I think, watching him. Like um, I, I would say, if you were to create a Venn diagram between the overlap of his fans and Tonetta fans, <laughs> like, it would just be a perfect circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, he's good. He did a couple of like Napalm Death Style songs where it was like three seconds long. Yep. Yeah. Great. Um, it was just really good, uh, really entertaining. And was he good at what he's playing? Hmm? As in, like, were his feet? Good and um, was his yeah, cello yeah, playing good? To it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, and he was definitely playing the cello. It wasn't just like yeah, yeah. there for nonsense. He yeah. was definitely getting the, the thing is though, so, his his sound is like a very lo-fi punk sound. Mm-hmm. Like I sent my dad a video, and my dad was like, "Okay, this is like completely seventy six, seventy eight punk." Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, like it, like the most sort of snotty kind of like sort of thing, and um, that you know is like a pretty abrasive sound anyway mm-hmm. so and it's not a sound which you associate with like amazing musicians okay yeah, yeah okay yeah, so yeah, like, if point, it sounded yeah. like a little bit rough like that's okay it's all part of the charm you know but it was en français en français <laughs> <laughs> a certain, he had a certain je ne sais quoi to him which i you know i can't quite put my finger on he it. seemed super chuckling i don't being, know what <laughs> in the uk as well i think he seemed very that's cool quite happy to be like being able to travel around and stuff because there were some other bands before it which we didn't see um, they were all sort of sludgy doom sounding sort okay. of bands, which is okay. Um, this thing weren't anywhere near as interesting as the guy headlining. Yeah, you were, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. for a five, I was happy just to watch for main. Act. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You yeah we we definitely got what we paid for. <laughs> you kind of want, I guess, something like equally as quirky opening for that yeah. kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Like there's a band from Bristol. I say band. It's two guys, um, and they are called the Perverts. Okay. And I'm in. they have uh, a song. One of them will just be kind of hitting like a little drum machine. The other's got like a kind of out of tune guitar. And that's kind of it. Um, but I can remember we, we ended up weirdly playing a gig with them for some reason. <laughs> okay. Um, I can't remember why we were on the same bill. Right. But uh, the, <laughs> the words to the one song will stick with me. goes, like bum, like boys, then you're like the Bummington boys. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and it was just kind of that on a There's a logic to his lyrics, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that would be the perfect opener for this kind of How thing. How did you guys end up on a bill with Fuck them? knows. Bad, bad organisation. Yeah, you got to take what gigs you can get sometimes. <laughs> you, guys look like, yeah, you guys look like perverts, so yeah. Yeah. they thought, well, let's... Uh... It's like, we didn't know which perverts to book, so we booked them all. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was like a real... Mo- that's your sting operation. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was like a real moment of... Uh, sort of quiet shock between all of us when we saw what time he was starting. Because he started about quarter past ten. Oh. And then one of our friends is like a is a dad. He's, he's, his kid is only a few months old. Yep. And uh, he was like, oh my God, that's way past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I set my phone to half ten to start telling me, James, you need to stop thinking about going to bed now. <laughs> and so as soon as he started playing, my phone was like, what are you doing up still? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's, should, what's wrong? Yeah, you should be brushing your teeth. You'd be locked out of the house. So is this an emergency? I'm calling the police. Yeah. You're not on the Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I ended up watching probably about 45 minutes of him play. Uh, and then I was like, I have to go home now. I mean, I'm that's so tired. normal but time for a gig to finish. Yeah. But then I was so kind of wired for the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> but I got home and... Um, 
I just kind of like sat on my bed just thinking about the show. For just a look, bit. looked at your cello in the corner gathering dust. Precisely, yeah. Um, People were genuinely loving it though. Like, it was cool. a really good crowd response to. Oh, completely. Everyone yeah. kept shouting beer time in between all the other songs <laughs> yeah. after he was doing his beer time beer. And he ran out of, like I said earlier, he ran out of beer and someone got him a can from the bar and threw it to him. Beautiful. To keep drinking. It was. Yeah. Proper, it's like, going down, right? Proper DIY sort of. Yeah. That's what you expect from Murray's Ruin. That's what I like about that yes. place. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yes. It was so DIY, he couldn't find the guitar, so he got a cello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever will do. I don't know what he was uh, hooking up to and feeding it through, because it was hooked up to an amp. Was it, like, distorted? Mm-hmm. Yes, stuff? very cool. distorted. Okay, yeah, it sounded yeah, yeah. like a guitar. Yeah. 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 yeah, you just pop a little pickup on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the second time I've seen Heavy Map with cello after uh, Apocalyptica. Yes. Yeah, because I saw him support Ramstein years and years ago. Cool. That was a cool. That was a good one. Because I swear, Apocalyptica used to pretty much just do covers. I was chatting about this the other day. They, so. they, their big breakout was, was that they did Metallica covers. Yeah. I mean, they definitely did their own stuff as well. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of the sheen got taken off when they started doing their own stuff. Yeah. yeah. There was something fun about the novelty of them doing these metal covers. And then when they started doing their own stuff, it just sounded like it didn't sound like metal being played on cellos. It just sounded like metal. Yeah, so I think. The way that I remember it, and I don't know if it's like the Mandala effect or what, but mm. I remember them being that a bunch of people. I always thought it was Mandela for some reason. No. Okay, cool. That's a dude. Yes. Yeah, yes. but that's what the effect's named after. What? The, the Mandela effect is because there's people who distinct... There's two, there's two main points of reference for it. One is that uh, people have a very distinct memory of Nelson Mandela dying in prison during his imprisonment, Yeah. which is why it's called the Mandela effect. And the other one is the Baron. His kids' books called the Baron Stain Bears, B E R E N S T A I N. Okay. But everyone's convinced it was Baron Stein Bears with an E instead of an A. That's like the two weird collective memory things. Okay. Uh, that people misremember. So it's the Mandela effect. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, because oh, that's where I... it comes from. It's from when his his time in prison. For some reason, there's groups of people who were convinced yeah, that right. he, they remember hearing news reports of him passing yeah. away in prison, which obviously he didn't. Um, were they still yeah. saying this years later when he became like the prime minister well that's probably where it came from I saw him come out of prison like, yeah. oh, I, I heard that he died yeah yeah, like Cal from Keenan and Cal because you, you, you did like <laughs> yeah that was the thing right for <laughs> the longest time everyone grew up thinking that Cal died in a car crash yeah every year yeah <laughs> it was always him he's fine Rolf Harris and um, Marilyn Manson sucking his own dick yeah I was always, always one of the chocolate brothers dying in a car crash as well. Mm. And yeah, it'd always all... be at festivals because you couldn't, uh, back then, you couldn't really verify it very easily. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and schools, school, everyone from yeah. every school ever knew exactly the same weird yeah, But yeah. I mean, if you told someone at the start of a day, they wouldn't be able to, they'd have to wait till the end of the day to find <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. We'd have to go and get, uh, what were those? Uh, Encarta on Windows yeah. 95 <laughs> or whatever. You have to get your Encarta encyclopedias up. That's not going to help you with the Marilyn Manson thing, is it? <laughs> Start typing in, like, heavy metal rib removal and then uh, see what comes up. I, th- I think that needs its own wiki page dedicated to it. <laughs> there must be. Yeah. Marilyn That's a good one, though, because you could believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I never I guess doubted that, it until... Yeah, I yeah. didn't either. I mean, I guess because if you think about the, the album cover for uh, Mechanical Animals... Yep. yep. And like, he's very... Like, he's wearing, like, the bodysuit on it, but he's very, like... Elongated it's all and weird, yeah. and stuff like that. You can't that. tell where he's had two ribs removed for better uh, flexibility or not. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real bit we need to get to. But, but so the Mandela effects then, I always remember them as being like four cellos with... Oh, Apocalypse, sorry. Yeah. Apocalypse, yeah. Forgot, yeah. 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 Uh, I remember them just playing 
cello arrangements of Metallica songs. Yeah, that's what they did. With maybe drums? Was that drums? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I could be wrong, I don't really listen to them now, but I swear that now they have like a full band and it's just cellos on top. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's what it is. When yeah. I saw them, it was just for cellos. Exactly. Uh, yeah. This is a long time awesome. ago, though. This is when Riser Riser came out. Uh, yep. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so they're basically now just a, a metal, metal band, band that have with some cellos. Yeah, with cellos, yeah. Which I, it's, mm, I don't know about you guys, I don't think it's that groundbreaking introducing symphonic elements to heavy metal these days. <laughs> <laughs> no, the novelty was about it was just the <laughs> yeah. Especially if parts, you're like you know? a European metal band. It's like it's mandatory. Yeah. <laughs> guys, you know, it'll be really quirky in this metal band. Guitars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How unusual. Have you guys heard the new <clears throat> Ramstein songs since we mentioned them? No. They released like I don't know the, the album's, album's out, out yet. Okay, yeah. I haven't listened to the album it's yet. It's about a month. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh. Because I heard the singles in the lead-up to it. Yeah, it's called uh, Deutschland. And the, the singles uh, are really, really about good. About time. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, whole, one... the whole album is a examination of German history and yeah. culture. And all the music videos are kind of to do with that. So the, original, you know, the first video they did for Deutschland is like this 10-minute long thing, which has got loads of like crazy uh, Nazi type imagery and also a lot of like BDSM type stuff as you'd expect. Basically okay. Rammstein stuff. <laughs> it's really good though. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realise the album come out because they released two or three singles from it. All songs. Yeah. Cool. And they're all excellent. Yeah, there's another one called uh, Radio or yeah. Radio. Great. I feel like they've been really consistent overall. Yeah. But this yeah. is their yeah. first album in a long time. I know, time. and it's really yeah. good. Uh, cool. And like that... still the same lineup. That's what I love mm. about them. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. That video is... Like, um, oh, it's kind of got that, like, uh, what am I thinking of? Like, kind of uh, between World War One and World War Two, kind of like Dresden, okay. like cabaret kind of look to it. Okay. And then there's a third song. Like Weimar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, nice. exactly. Nice. Uh, back to Marilyn Manson <laughs> and the Golden Age of Grotesque. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. The, the Golden Age of Grotesque was Marilyn Manson removing two ribs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good album. <laughs> but Mob Scene was all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the third one, I can't remember what the song was called, but it was all about like colonization. And so it's got the band all in like those kind of like white colonialist sort of suits and hats, like on a boat, and they like arrive on like an island with these tribes people, but they all start like dancing around together and like booty shaking and stuff like that. Amazing. It's the exact type of weird, twisted humor yeah. that you'd want from them. Yeah. Um, but I've not listened to the album start to finish yet. Oh, I have to uh, listen to it. I have been listening really to exciting. it a lot I didn't know it was la- lately, though. Really? Because I'm going to Berlin next month. Uh, getting that mood exactly that, so that it's BDSM been getting me, club it's been getting me, yeah. exactly it's been getting yeah. me fired up uh, so I've been <laughs> listening to like a lot of the classics nice uh, and like god damn Rammstein really good yep they're one of the best fans I ever saw live honestly I've never listened to a full album really no probably listened to Mutter yeah listened to Mutter yeah, yeah. yeah. Mutter it's yeah. so good cool. it's got, like, got me into them. it's got all the big hits like, like Sauna and okay. uh, Lynx I think yeah uh, Firefry okay cool yeah cool it's really good. Good shit, said the toilet. Nabel's really good as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's the most fire I've ever seen on stage. Yeah. In one band. It's, everything exploded. Drumsticks, drum kits, guitars. Is it, is it flame flake? Flamethrower masks. Flake on keyboards? Uh, yeah, he was in a giant cooking pot at one yeah. point. They did, I might have talked <laughs> about this already. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, because they might have talked about it. I might have talked about this in an old episode. But no, I don't think they so. They did a song about that German... That guy who put an, a Craigslist ad because he wanted to eat somebody. Yes. Mind Tile. Yes, and we did yeah. a song about it called Mind Tile. And in that, the uh, Till Lindemann's dressed like a chef and his microphone's yep. a bloody butcher's knife. Yep. And he's got like a big like butcher's apron and stuff. And um, the a keyboard flame. player is in a cooking pot yep. playing the keyboard. And then they set it on fire underneath it. <clears throat> so it looks like he's been cooked alive. And then he jumps out the pot and he had like 
some like sophisticated firecracker stuff all over him and that was just going off while he ran around the stage <laughs> basically on fire without being on fire it was i think most of them have trained to some degree in like demolition or handling pyrotechnics at this point because and also they all look like they would have yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> yeah 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 like tolan's like like just built like a uh he could knock down a house i think on his own. he used to be like a professional swimmer or could have been yeah he which was. makes sense yeah. with the okay yeah he also got a charge of assault recently apparently got in a fight with a dude in the pub uh, really? Yeah. You know, they won though. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> look at the size of them. Yeah. Brave man to pick on him, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just think they're a really cool band. They're, really yeah. they're, they're playing Milton Keynes. Like, they're doing like one UK show. It's like, yeah. it's like a big. If you get a big, chance, I'd definitely big thing of Milton Keynes. And I really like to go. I just can't. Like, Milton Keynes, not. Yeah. It's not convenient, is it? Yeah. It's not yeah. convenient. Yeah. Like, it was, just not it, convenient. If it was in London, they're playing a place to stay, yep. you know, but Milton Keynes, mate. Yeah. But it's Milton Keynes Bowl because he's like a huge venue for them because people are going to come up from all over the place mm. to see him. I'm surprised they're doing one date here. It really annoys me in bands. I saw them at the Brixton Academy, which I still can't believe I saw them at such a really? small venue. Yeah. That much fire in the Brixton Academy. I can't um, imagine it. I know. It was fucking cool, but <laughs> yeah. also very hot. <laughs> yeah. I, I absolutely agree with you because I really want to see. Uh, Converge because uh, they were playing and they're doing two dates one in London and one in Manchester on like a Sunday and a Monday that's so annoying yeah mm. that's so annoying so so annoying and also when you get bands travelling over it seems financially to make more sense to just like if you're so, over here top it up oh, a couple of gigs, right? I, yeah, I of think course. I think a band like uh, Converge like they they're almost like a kind of not quite prestige band but they have such a rabid cult following yeah that they could come over probably do like two dates it will sell out They'll probably charge, like, you know, within reason what mm-hmm. they can for tickets, and they will sell so much merch. Yeah. People yeah. will travel for them that I don't, I think they can justify it. It's almost like the, um, like, artificial scarcity, right? Yeah. Okay. So you kind of make it seem like, oh, you, you're going to have to go see them because they're only going to play two dates. Yeah. So people will fork out and make the most of each time they can go see them. Yeah. But also just play more shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, play more shows. <laughs> yeah, way please, cooler. please play more shows. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Do you know what's cooler than yeah, be artificial like and play every other year? Scarcity. What's that? Availability. Availability. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Be like Opeth. Play every uh, year. Yeah. Right, or like, year. or back like when back when Lemmy was still alive, like you couldn't. Well, I mean, apart from I did manage not to see Motorhead, but you'd have to go out of your way not to see. No, it. Yeah. Still don't know you manage. Yeah. Because no. they played every festival. <laughs> yeah. They played Bristol and every city every <laughs> single year. Them fail. Two times, and he just gives it his all every time. Like what a workhorse well, that man is. My, like Motorhead. I also banged out albums every year, and yeah. yeah. My my theory was Some that quite good I, like end. I'd be like. I'll just catch him next year. Yeah. I'll catch yeah. him at the next festival. I'll see him eventually. And yeah. then he uh, popped his clogs. Yeah. Rest oh, in power. Well, rest R.I.P. in power. Yeah. yeah. So what, what have you guys been up to? Speaking of R.I.P.ing in power and then coming back to life, we went to see Alexis on fire last oh, weekend. Yeah. Oh, no, nice. Was it last weekend the weekend? Yeah, last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like two weekends. Two weekends. I listen. know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, good point. Uh, yeah, we went to... We talked about it a little bit on the last episode... Uh, just explaining who they are, like Canadian kind of hardcore punky rock, you know, type band. Um, we played at Ali Pali. Yeah, they broke up in because I got a photo of it. There was a guy in the crowd with the Alexis on fire, on fire, uh, farewell tour T-shirt. It was like Alexis yeah. on fire, like which we went to. We went to their yeah. yeah. last ever gig. <laughs> it was like uh, it was like two thousand <laughs> something to like two thousand, like ninety eight to two thousand and nine, or two thousand twelve or something. Yeah, it wasn't ten years. I don't think. But yeah. It was, I still can't believe it was that long, though. I oh, know. Mm. I think it was 2000. In my head, it was, it was 2012. It was 2012, yeah. Because yeah. I knew crazy. you guys then. Yeah. You, you thought you did, yeah. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I thought it was like three years. Time, man. But then they got back Time. together so quickly afterwards. It's but, just, yeah. Yeah, I hadn't seen them since they... They, were, they, got, they, tour, got, they so. got together and they just did festivals. And now they're starting to put together new music. Right. Um, <laughs> it's still they, funny. They're doing it on like the latest schedule, but they, I think I was watching an interview with... Um, it would have been all right if they hadn't released, like, like we said before, like massive box sets and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure Dallas Green went on uh, live television, let's say, Good Morning America, went, unless you've got an AOF tattoo, you are not a real fan. Well, exactly. Yeah. Really? No. Oh no, my way. no, he seems like a super chill dude. Yeah. Uh, but he, he was quite nice. He's obviously a pretty big band now, and they can reform and play. Yeah. They were saying on stage, they, they're still blown away that they can fill a venue that size. Yeah. They were just. So yeah, happy like, to be there. Like the problem was he still has like a regular job. Really? Yeah. He, I think he's getting a bit bored of it, so he wants to go back to touring and yeah. yeah, yeah. That. He was yeah, saying that that's why they came back. He right? was watching. Uh, he trained to be a fireman, didn't he? After they split. Yeah. Originally, he, he was watching. Put, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be out. Yeah, exactly. Really? Isn't it? Like, <laughs> finally, putting Alexis out. There you go. Making sure they definitely split up. There will be no more I, fires. Because I almost said, I almost said Alexis on pyre, and I'm like that's how he started. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he was saying that he was like in the break room and they were showing like darts on TV from Ali Pali and he was like oh I'm playing there next week yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, the support we did, we barely watched support bands one of them was really annoying and who so, were they? I can't even remember what they were called ugh sounds annoying but yeah the cool thing about Alexandra Palace I've never been to a gig there before but they've got like a whole it's expensive obviously but they've got a whole like food market sort of food stall oh yeah area with its own band yeah, playing you said that, yeah yeah yeah. Well, there's a band playing in there? Yeah. 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 Just where you get food. And they were playing, they were sort of they like a rockabilly band, but they were playing like covers and stuff. Cool. Yeah. They were really good, actually. They were actually better than the main support. Yeah, so that's why we kind of stayed in the, <laughs> yeah, that's in the area. Food, like, there was, food and a good rockabilly yeah, band. Was, yeah, there, cool. was, there was food and booze there and a rockabilly band. And then you just walk in and you can see wherever. So you just sort of like wander in and there's Alexis on fire playing. Um, one thing that I absolutely loved was <laughs> frontman George comes out on stage. He's got this white T-shirt on. Literally within 10 seconds, he's ripped the T-shirt. This is like the hottest day of the year yeah. when we went to see oh, it. And yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. then within about a minute, the T-shirt is in shreds and he's just dancing around with his beer belly, just like swinging. Pure dad bod. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I don't know how many fires he's been putting out. You may have trained as a fireman, but I don't know if he actually became a fireman. <laughs> I feel like the dad bod is a firefighter thing. I yeah. can see that. Yeah, I can say. Yeah. He'll yeah. piss him out. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Got it. <laughs> Talking of dad bods. I was just going to say, it was, a, it was a fantastic show and they played lots of good songs and... Um, even the new song, they have a new song released called Familiar Drugs, which when I first heard it, I was like, oh, I don't really get this. This isn't the big anthemic song I was expecting to come back with. Yep. But then seeing it live, um, it completely clicked. It just sounded cool. huge. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting where they're going. So mm. I am very excited for them to put out a new album. Yeah, I really hope that happens. Cool. I can't uh, wait. What is the one tragedy of that show? They, the best t-shirt they had there, they sold out with as soon as we arrived. Yeah. It was... Just a plain, plain like t-shirt of a photo of a dog, but the kind of photo you'd get on, like, this dog is missing, have you seen it kind of poster? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. A, like a nice photo of a dog, like, looking a little too close at a camera. And then it just oh. said, in a park, and it just said, Alexis on fire on it. Yeah, and it, was, <laughs> it was such a good t-shirt. Yeah, it was just so nice. I was like, I really want a t-shirt. And then as I was walking up to the merch stand, they were taking it down because they'd sold out of all of them. Oh. Yeah. That's a great t-shirt. Mm. I, I, I'll have a look for it online. But, uh, Anyone who's listening, get in touch and just... Give me yours if you haven't. Yeah, yeah. If you accidentally bought two, uh, yeah. let us know. Yeah. Size XL, please. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, talking of dad bods, mm-hmm. uh, 
Have we are we familiar with the the latest UFC news? No. J- Justin Bieber challenging Tom oh, Cruise yeah. to yeah, a fight. Sorry, yeah. I, yes, thought, we are. I was like, I thought you meant actual legitimate oh, UFC. No. Oh no, absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. I was no, like, no, this no. is a weird direction for this podcast. No, no, no. Ultimate funny chat. Is <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Cruise would kick Bieber's ass. He'd destroy him. He's a fucking unit. As much yeah. as he's a weirdo and I mean, associated with very bad people. Also, one, he's a lunatic. Yeah. yeah, what's he got to lose? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, it's, it's Justin. I mean, this is a man who learned to fly helicopters for a movie that easily could have been faked. It wouldn't be much for him to learn how to become an expert cage fighter <laughs> yeah. in months. It's no. all he would set his mind to. He has the time and he has the money. He's like the fucking Terminator. He's like, he absolutely will not stop yeah. until he's become a <laughs> what, what, cage fighter. He's the uh, living embodiment of destiny. <laughs> he is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so good. They, uh, I think, yeah. And uh, What's his name? Uh, Beebs. No, but um, thingy McGregor. Okay, as uh, said, he'll put the fight on for everybody. It's not going to happen. But I don't oh, know. Right, what, that said, though, if you want, like, I need to well, look at what, what beef has Justin Bieber got with Tom Cruise? I have anyway, no idea. Yeah, but um, he's, I mean, he's, he's got now, like a larger beef. With, yeah, he has. Unless he's got like larger beef with the Church of Scientology. <laughs> has he actually watched some of Tom Cruise's films? Like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, he maybe worked out. He who watched he was. the first ten minutes of Edge of Tomorrow and brought <laughs> this guy's a coward. <laughs> I challenge him easily. No problem. <laughs> No, uh, he backed out saying uh, that Tom Cruise has got that dad strength. <laughs> yeah. Dad strength. Yeah, I wonder where you're going with that yeah, board. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's Tom definitely Cruise does not, not have a dad, doesn't have a dad <laughs> yeah. board. Because now I'm thinking about this fight in the octagon, I'm imagining Tom Cruise would turn up and he'd be wearing like the full gear in that he would have the gloves and just yeah. like, you know, they have basically like yeah. the skin tie like boxes. Yeah. I imagine Beebs would just turn up in like some tracky bottoms and an oversized hoodie with his hood up. Yeah. Uh, and he'd be like, like not prepared at all. He'd be like, yeah. Tom, this is just a joke, bro. We're just, <laughs> yeah. just doing it for entertainment and Tom Cruise just be like there pacing back and forth. It, it'd be like, it'd be like, um, yeah, it'd be like the CM Punk fights. Like Bieber would just get like, his ass kicked. Yeah. Maybe there covered in blood, like tears streaming down his face. <laughs> what's, uh, what's the film? It's, like, I can't remember. You're gonna kill me for not knowing it. There's an old roadhouse where a dude just Mijo. puts a knife across his chest just oh, to prove how hard it yeah, is, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I can see Tom Cruise entering the octagon, <laughs> just yeah. slicing it. <laughs> Fucking bring it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely, genuinely upset that this fight's not gonna happen. I wish there were more celebrity fights. I know. I really do. They used to do a charity boxing thing, didn't they, on uh, BBC? Where no, I'd be like, I want full yeah. Gervais versus Grant Bovey. Or... Yeah. <laughs> I want full bare knuckle fights. Like just in the car park, yeah. Tesco car park. Yeah. yeah I want. I want to see two men stripped to the waist. Yeah. I want to see what Vince Nax will never give us. In <laughs> yes. fact, I want to see them fight now more than I do. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about dad bars? <laughs> the lack of cardio. It would be so upsetting. <laughs> I don't know, actually, maybe Axel's in shape, I don't know, but... He's in better shape than he had been. He yeah. lost. He did lose some weight for that um, that Guns N' Roses reunion tour. Yeah. And he's been doing the ACDC uh, stuff, so he must yeah. be... Yeah. Uh, whereas... I mean, he did a lot of that sat down because he had a broken leg, so I don't know how much cardio uh, he was okay, getting. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Vince Lazy. Neil, I'm not... Yeah. I think they will need yeah, someone like to kickstart his heart. No, Vince Neil, in his own words, say that he's in the best shape of his life, so... Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah but he... But, Decades of his life, he doesn't remember. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good true. point, actually. But I, very I, good point. I don't feel like it would take much for us to kickstart a fight between those two. You'll, do you know what? We um, could do it. We just because carefully placed tweet. Speaking yeah. of yeah, <laughs> speaking of uh, big celebrity beef, like yesterday, um, it was big news that Katy Perry and Taylor Swift have squ- uh, squashed their beef. Have they made up? Have they? Yeah. Whoa! I didn't know there was beef. 
Whoa, oh, whoa, mate, what are you dude. doing? Come <laughs> on, oh, sorry, how can you be on a music podcast? <laughs> so, right, so it's all to do with the backing dancers. The story is, was it that Taylor stole Katie's backing dancers of the other way around? One of the two. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think it was. I think it was that some of Taylor Swift's backing dancers basically did like a. Co- How did you find this news out, though? What like Twitter? Okay. Uh, uh, and uh, they jumped ship to um, Katy Perry's team, and uh, out of revenge, uh, when Katy Perry's uh, new album. I mean, I got a full timeline here. Yeah, here we go. When Katy Perry's new album came out, uh, Taylor Swift on the same day released her music to Spotify, just to kind of. Drown it out. Drown it out. It's okay. Like, it's been going on since 2012. Yeah. 2012. Then Taylor Swift. Blah, blah, backing dancers. Uh, also, backing dancers are just fucking hired guns. But all know a lot of them are very close with the artists. I think if they're like regulars. Yeah, but uh, all three dancers left for tour before it ended and joined Perry's instead. Oh, before it ended. Oh, yeah, so yeah, they yeah, were. Yeah. Oh, oh, so it's missing. Oh, oh, yeah. 2013 involves Ooh. a cake. Uh, <laughs> before the drama became public knowledge Swift appeared to take aim at both Perry and backup dancer Scott Myrick in March Taylor celebrated the start of her red tour with a Barbie doll cake Myrick was quick to draw comparisons with a similar cake Perry had given him <laughs> <laughs> and there's photos of the two cakes uh, oh those are quite to compare s- yeah, yeah. yeah I can see they're similar oh, pretty, pretty similar, similar cakes, cakes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very yeah, similar send me that photo we'll put it on the Instagram absolutely that's very uh, cat- July that's very more backup dance this is still the same year because uh, Calvin Harris chipped in at one point as well Probably. Why not? Because uh, I, <laughs> I think he dated Taylor Swift at one point. Okay. And well, he was very much like, he spoke up in Katy Perry's defence saying like, I know what you've done, I'm not going to let you bury me like you tried to bury Katy Perry. It, was, uh, it got real weird. Ju- July 2013, Swift reportedly unfollowed three backup dancers from his, at the centre of the view on Twitter. December, uh, the backup dancer explains what happens. Reveal the dancer were closer to Perry and that factored in their decision to leave Taylor Swift. I'm not reading all... Oh, my God, is that paragraphs? 2014, Taylor Swift's Rolling Stone interview. We're still five years away. <laughs> uh, ahead of the release of her song, Bad Blood. Swift covers Rolling yep. Stone and opened up uh, about the inspiration by the song. Swift famous for dropping hints that her songs are written about past romantic flames. There's no hint. All her songs are written about past romantic flames. <laughs> hint, hint. Uh, but she clarified Bad Blood was actually about another female artist who tried to sabotage an entire arena tour. <laughs> She did something horrible, and I was like, oh, we're just straight up enemies. It was shit. It, yeah. it wasn't even about a guy. It had to do with business. Uh, she continued, she basically tried to sabotage an entire arena tour. She tried to hire a bunch of people out from under me and surprisingly non-confrontational. You would not believe how much I hate conflict. Uh, so now I have to avoid it. It's awkward and I don't like it. Blah, blah, blah. September, Katy Perry responds. Uh, shortly after the interview, Perry posts that uh, this is like the world at war, like year month by month, year by year. Uh, Perry posted that uh, stunningly fans, recolored. Yeah. Uh, Perry posted what some fans perceived as a subtweet. Watch out for Regina George in sheep's clothing. So referencing Wait, me, subtweet. Over there. Yep. What's subtweet? I don't know. I don't use October. This is still we got some years to cover. <laughs> Uh, first version Bad Blood's release on 1989. Uh, the original version doesn't feature Kendrick Lamar. Features lyrics aimed at Perry, including I was thinking that you could be trusted, now we've got problems, and I don't think we can solve them. Shocking. Uh, blah, blah, blah. 2015. Okay, we're getting closer to I think to like, in the Bad Blood video, it's yeah. got loads and well, loads of um, female pop artists yeah, in it. We're yeah, we're about to get to Bad Blood. There is video. one glaring omission Lady Gaga. Swift's <laughs> music video for Bad Blood premiered and promptly sent the internet into meltdown. <laughs> I did, not, I did not know some of these details. It's Swift, one of the best pop songs. Swift, so this yeah. article sounds, good one. sounds yeah. slight like an opinion piece. Swift, who <laughs> plays an assassin... Well, you'd be judged. Swift, who plays an assassin called Catastrophe in the video. An important note for later on. <laughs> Keep that in mind, listener. Uh, it's joined by a star-studded female group of Avengers, including... 
Jessica Alba, Lily Aldridge, Cindy Crawford, Carla Delevingne, Lena Dunham, Ellie Goulding, Gigi Hadid, uh, Carly Kloss, and Selena Gomez, who plays her on-screen nemesis. May, Katie responds to Bad Blood. <laughs> this is so shit. Uh, <laughs> but we're committed now, so... Uh, in, in May, a source close to Perry told Hollywood Life that the singer had seen Swiss video... They said she saw it, she thought the video was a little desperate and she tried too hard, but isn't going to worry about Taylor too much because she has her own career to worry about. Uh, <laughs> they continued, she felt, slightly, she felt slighted by the song, but the video didn't bother her. July. Uh, Swift feud with Nicki Minaj and Katy Perry jumps in. <laughs> <laughs> Minaj criticised MTV for a series of tweets after a video Anaconda was not nominated for best video. Mm. Uh, after claiming that if she was a different kind of artist, she would have been nominated. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, God, there's so much. Anaconda going on here. was a bad song. It's, yeah, it's, bad song. This wasn't a good. I mean, yeah. Nicki Minaj has had some good songs, mm-hmm. but Anaconda was not one. No. Taylor Swift trolls Katy Perry's Left Shark. While on tour, one of Swift's bad blood performances made an explicit reference to Perry's halftime show the same year. More specifically, a hit on one of the more viral moments in which the infamous Left Shark, a backup dancer dressed like a shark who struggled to dance. Uh, in the video, one of her dancers did a similar thing on a budget shark costume. Yeah, that's very on the- Brilliant. Actually, this, seems, this right. mainly seems to be Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift taking shots at Katy Perry. I'm not Harry. surprised. Yeah. She seems like a maniac. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, October doubles down on the meaning of bad blood by saying, again, this is Taylor, <laughs> saying, point to any one person or any one situation. Apparently the song doesn't <laughs> cover anyone in particular. Uh, it wasn't about any romances. It was important to show that losing friendships can be just as damaging as a romantic relationship. 2016, Katy Perry invites Taylor Swift to a pre-Grammys party. Blah, blah, blah. Doesn't know if Swift actually attended, but it <laughs> actually seems gives her the wrong directions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't. But I'm only up to 2014. Uh, then we get onto the Calvin, Tar- Calvin Harris subtweet storm. Yeah. Uh, in which, as we've explained, Calvin Harris got involved. All right. Uh, God, this is, goes so, on so long. Yeah, mm. So they, they're fine now. So basically, it, <laughs> yeah, ends, it ended <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Very funny though. <laughs> Uh, it ends yesterday with Katy Perry Instagramming a picture of a plate of cookies and then written on the plate in red icing was... Peace uh, at last. Peace at last. With little, I found uh, it. Peace symbols. Uh, I'm not sure why Katy Perry wants to bother trying to be friends with Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's like a Regina George thing. Like, you, like, no one wants to really be friends with her, but she's so powerful and influential that you just have to... You bend to Regina her Regina George is Mean Girls. I'm yeah, sure she got a okay, handwritten right. letter from Katy Perry. In May, written in bad blood. So, so it sounds like it sounds like Katy Perry's been trying to be her friend. Yeah, and Taylor Swift's just a maniac. I mm. think Taylor Swift should fight Tom Cruise in the UFC. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer Taylor Swift's songs, to be honest, to Katy Perry's. Well, Kate, but see, Katy Perry's because here's the thing: Katy Perry's literally just had a new song out. I've not heard it yet, uh, and it's back to like the more classic, okay, okay pop sound. Yeah. But, um, I just like Taylor Swift's hooks. And I think maybe she was like, okay, I need this record to do well. I need to... Yeah. Of course, to be Yeah, exactly. Spotify, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, precisely. Um, and I'm sure like... I only t- got t- 2015. T- there was so much more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That was good. I like yeah, Seven I like, years of absolute I, bullshit. Yeah. yeah we should keep, I like that. That's ridiculous. I think maybe I've next, on the next episode we'll follow up on like the Drake Meek Mill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll like get the Pusha T stuff involved. Yeah, actually no, that wasn't really much of like a feud because as soon as Pusha T did his diss track, it just ended the whole thing. Did you ever hear about? I this? don't know who Pusha T is. Oh, okay, so this is incredible. No, no, you this go for it. Very brilliant. I can't believe you haven't heard this. No, um, I love celebrity beef like this. Who's, who's, 
Pusha T's a rapper. He's real yeah, good. Okay. Um, Kanye produced his last album. It's called Daytona, and it was like one of the best hip hop albums of last year. Oh. So yeah, um, metal spurless podcast. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> also so dumbest. Yeah, also <laughs> dumbest. Yeah. And for some um, tweet. Basically, yeah, there was a there was like a lot of crap about like just one of the criticisms people uh, level at Drake is one. I mean, just him being a general kind of like emotional worst and stuff like that. But also whether or not he actually writes his own yes. uh, li- yeah. uh, lyrics. But the same has been labelled, uh, criticised at Kanye as well. Yeah. Uh, and Kanye produced Pusha T's new album. It got real personal. I think Drake made some references to one of Pusha T's friends who I think maybe has like, oh my God, it's quite a bad sort of debilitizing disease. Oh. Like he went for a bit of a low blow. And then I think he'd mentioned... Ooh, and he'd mentioned... Uh, oh, I mean, it'd already been going on for a while. And he mentioned, I think, Pusha T's wife as well. And Push T was like, right, you fucking son of a bitch. Completely lays into Drake and mentions the fact that Drake has this like yeah. hidden secret love child. Oh, he spoke about that. Yeah. yeah. And like this was how, this it, how all, it all came, out. All came oh. to light. And that Drake was actually planning to reveal that he had this kid, but he was going to do it as part of a commercial for Adidas. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, oh, that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> and, really gross. Uh, and then he put out this diss track and the, di- the cover for like the single was this really early promo shot Drake had done where Drake's in blackface as well. Yeah. I don't know why he did it. It was meant to be satirical or something, but we never used it because it was deeply <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. It's so awful and uncomfortable to look yeah. at as well. And also, also, also it- I think if you did that, I think there'd be a certain sect of people maybe some kind of straight priders that would also think well if he can do it yeah, yeah. precisely maybe some job schnatters it's <laughs> <laughs> a little tangent yeah i hate to go on tangents on this podcast i can say we've been on so long topic for, <laughs> we've planned out okay really, for you weeks. know there's like uh in response to it being pride month there was like those idiots who were trying to organize straight pride yeah stuff. <laughs> yeah and on their website <sighs> For some reason, I, I obviously know it's the website, but they'd used a picture of Brad Pitt, and Brad Pitt was like, "Take that shit down." I don't know what I'm they used a to picture do with you guys. Brad Pitt. Yeah, I'm not too sure why they decided that Brad Pitt was the embodiment of all heterosexual masculinity. <laughs> oh, that he had to be the, the goddamn straightest man I know. Yeah, the like official <laughs> like the only celebrity couple they could think person. Yeah, have knowledge of. What the fuck? So weird. Wow. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> I would, That's stro- incredibly stupid. I would That's strongly really recommend weird. looking up the... Oh, another thing as well, which again... again Who would have guessed straight pride people would be uh, idiots? <laughs> <laughs> Who would have guessed? Another thing as well is like... Um, also, uh, with the Drake Pusha T stuff, the album that Drake then released was crap as well. Whereas Pusha T's was like... Was that the one that took right. over Scorp- Spotify? Yeah, Scorpion. Uh, Scorpion. Yeah, it was like a double album. Which Scorpion's I did- a cool name. I didn't, that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realise that it was a double album. I started listening to it when I was a bit drunk. And I was like, oh my fucking God, this is going on. And on. <laughs> the best thing he did was that music video. It's like had Manny from uh, Scarface in it. Uh, just hold on. Great <laughs> girlfriend. Yes. So when you said Manny from Scarface, I thought you were saying Manny. Stephen Bauer. No, uh... Manny from Modern Family. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. That would be incredible. Oh, I'm so in on that. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Get a remake going. If we ever cover that song, we'll have to... Um... Get him in the video, and then yeah. That way. I mean, for when, when we cover that, when song. we do it. Do you want my yeah, favorite yeah. likes? Uh, non-resolved, unspoken celebrity beefs is Ooh. Um, Beyonce and Rita Ora. Okay. So you know, there's yeah. that infamous video of Solange, Beyonce's sister, who is a very respected singer in her own right, mm-hmm. in an elevator with Jay Z and Beyonce, and Solange is just 
beating the shit out of Jay-Z, just hitting him. Mm-hmm. Apparently it's after it all came out that Jay-Z had had an affair. Oh, yeah. Which, okay. to me, yeah. is mental. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a ballsy move. The, the, the guy, yeah. yes, he's incredibly wealthy and successful, but he has a face that looks like a lazy eye. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and also, whilst, whilst we're on news and topical things, yeah. first... Um, First hip hop artist to break a billion. But I know, yeah. For, uh, Big kudos. Through, did it through his uh, his booze as well. Yeah. I guess, is it? He, no, he did it despite of his bru- uh, bruising. Yeah, <laughs> despite <laughs> of his bruising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's obviously he's got a lot going for him, but like he's basically hit the jackpot. Mm. Uh, but apparently, in one of like on Beyonce's Lemonade album, she keeps referencing a song called "Becky with the Good Hair," who's like this in this. In the very you know, yeah. their narrative is a person what, that Jay Z had in the fair and apparently that's Rita Ora. Gen- it's never been confirmed. Genuinely, um, I think, and I think it's kind of upsetting if it is true. I think it was all a publicity stunt Ooh. because I because obviously he produced all of her stuff. Yeah, all that. I don't think I if produce, they were yeah. if they were having this actual marital issue, I don't think it'd be like, well, let's. Get to work, love, and then we'll talk about it later. I don't know, maybe... I'd, no, uh, I, I think uh, a lot of it was drumming up hype because it all came out just before the album was released. I, I, and then I, it was... It was yeah. all... It was, there was a lot of kind of, like, female empowerment stuff. And if... If Jay-Z's perceived to be this real force behind her career... Yeah. By shutting him down and kind of blocking it out, do you know what I mean? It's kind of way um, more empowering. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I, I totally get that. I think... Not to say that she's not an yeah, insanely it, empowered woman. Yeah, is it reductive to say that he is like the force behind her career. Yeah, like, not a force. I can't believe Rita Ora yeah. is the other woman. Because like this, I'm, uh... I'm looking at like the credits for Lemonade and Jay-Z isn't on there at all. So I don't think he had anything to do with that actual album. I thought he did. No, I think in the earlier stuff maybe, but mm. I don't think he had anything to do with the most recent ones. But uh, the point is that was unresolved and I want some closure on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, while we're on the topic of celebrity beef we don't yeah. get enough heavy metal diss tracks do we do you know what oh, yeah dude looks like a lady <laughs> yeah but, uh... yeah oh you, you do get some beef occasionally well basically it just seemed like in the 80s everyone hated vince neil yeah yeah weird <laughs> yeah like I, yeah vince neil axe rose constantly fighting um one of my favorite rock beefs well is... actually no we've got um axe rose and mig wall yeah <laughs> Uh, you, yeah, you had the Metallica Megadeth feud as well. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you've got that felt Rob... very one-sided though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you've you got how I felt. You've got uh, Rob Flynn and any ex-member of Machine Head. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, Rob Flynn and Kerry King had big beef for a while as well. Yes, and was well, so like... not this to do with Kerry King's clothing company as well? Did that come into this no, somehow? No, it was to do with the fact that Kerry King was like, yeah, machine in the nineties, like yeah, Machine Head used to be really good, then they got shit. Which is totally true. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they got good again. And Kerry King was like, no, they're a good band again now. No, Rob Flynn's really good at dealing with bad criticism. He is, yeah. Yeah, he's very yeah. level-headed with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots oh, of feedback. There was the, there was the uh, Rob Flynn, Chris Jericho beef. When, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. Rob Flynn uh, criticised the Hail to the King of Ben Sevenfold album. Oh, yeah. He slagged yeah. it off track by track, didn't he? On his yeah. yeah, so basically yeah. how each song was a rip off of another band. But, like, that's kind of, the whole Which point also, of the album is it's meant to be a Wear Your Influence on Your Sleeve classic rock album. It's like a tribute to the. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, and that's, that's a weird like, thing. Here's, here's, that's a weird thing for any big artist to do to another <laughs> bigger artist yeah. is to just, like, really piece by piece break down 
and slag off someone's yeah. record. Yeah. Like, it, that's exactly what you'd expect from some neckbeard at home. Completely. Not fun, Rob Which Flynn. sometimes when you get into those YouTube rabbit holes, like... Yeah, exactly. Like, um, yeah. One of my favourite videos I discovered was uh, top 10 worst black metal bands. Brilliant. <laughs> and it was a guy in his room talking about all the black metal bands he absolutely hated <laughs> for being too mainstream and not true. Amazing. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Are they the 10 biggest black metal bands? They're the two most popular, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> most popular black metal bands. Emperor of Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then... Chris Jericho, who's good friends with uh, Ernest Sevenfold, still up and was yeah. like, fuck you, Rob Flynn. Yeah. But like, no one from Ernest Sevenfold did anything. No, they, were they, just, they were just shit. like, yeah, they the album, they were like, yeah, the album got to number one. It did really well. <laughs> it's not a number one album across the world. Why yeah. would they give a shit what Rob Flynn thinks? Yeah, precisely. Yeah. He was I, working on Catharsis. <laughs> probably was at the time, yeah. That's probably why he was so upset. <laughs> He's projecting onto their, their album. Yeah, that album cost him, I mean, I think it did pretty well for them. but It, it cost, cost him an entire a, band. It cost him a <laughs> yeah. lot, yeah. cost him, cost him the lot. demo. Well, that's the Has thing. he started on demo yet? Have they had beef yet? Or? No, he's. I think he basically said once the other guys. God, so funny thinking back to that Machina podcast. We were like, they're invincible. They're better I than know. ever. I know. I mean, right? And Except we, we, I don't think we said that about that album. But, no. Yeah. But um, we were. Uh, the, a lot of the guys have just been like, yeah, Phil Demmel and um, I remember. God, I've forgotten his name all of a sudden. John McCain. Yeah. Dave McClain. Dave, Dave McClain. McClain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I know who yeah, the other yeah. one is. It's over Jamie Oliver. Come out to the coast, lay down a few tracks. <laughs> um, Welcome to the gig, pal. <laughs> Welcome to Catharsis, pal. Yeah. Um, but uh, they were just saying like how unhappy they were to go through the motions, how they just didn't enjoy making the album at all, yeah. all that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, and Rob Flynn's been like, yeah, no, I'm. I was like, too controlling like even when they left yeah. he, he put his hands up and went yeah this is 100% my fault I was like credit to him but I think he's been really clever because Machine Head are now doing the Burn My Eyes 25th anniversary show which sold yeah. out in like five like an, less an hour I did yeah. get a ticket very upset about that and it's with the original lineup, isn't it with the original lineup, yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool uh, and then also doing a set with what's going to be the new lineup as well and I think that was really smart of him to go back to like, hey, remember why you love this band in the first place? So what you're saying is that he made his good band do a bad album on purpose to get rid of them. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> I am just asking questions. 4D chess. But like, when you put out like Think a, about it, man! When you, but when you put out like an album which a lot of people don't like, a really good way to get people back on your side is to remind everyone why they did like you in the first yeah. place. Yeah, like recording um, Through the Ashes of Empires after recording. Yeah. Precisely. <laughs> Supercharger. Like, the first big thing Metallica did after St. Anger came out was the Master of Puppets 20th anniversary yeah. tour. I was like, oh, that's a good idea, actually. Yeah. So following up a banger with a banger. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what I call a one-two Although, punch. they also follow a load with reload, so you can't always, <laughs> you can't always hold anyone to that. So maybe that's a secret. Maybe that's what artists need to do. As soon as it's getting close to a 25th anniversary of their biggest album, mm. just try. Because everyone's got that thought in their head, like, I wonder what this would be like. Yeah. yeah. Just try it. Get your get your cello, get your double bass. Yeah. You look forward yeah. to Iron Maiden's reggae album coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is the first time we've discussed the idea of an Iron Maiden reggae album. Probably not. I mean, it's all <laughs> I there. Re- yeah, I don't remember discussing it. No, I don't think we have either. It feels weirdly familiar. Yeah. I know. Also, we've taken... Because it like, sounds stupid, so it's a we, fair we, assumption we've we said We've had so many stupid conversations about Iron Maiden putting them in, like, very odd, unusual situations. Yeah, they're kind of like our... Um, uh, what is it like? Do your own adventure. Yes. Why haven't they got a choose your own adventure? It makes book? perfect sense. I don't it? know. They, that would be amazing. Right? I kind of want. I want choose your own adventure books to kind of come back in in vogue. Yeah, I, guess, I used to yeah. love them. I guess the closest thing we've got would be like the Telltale games. Yeah. yeah. Well, not anymore. 
Yeah. yeah. You can buy games that are called like visual novels, which are basically yeah. choose yeah. your own adventure. I think I read, yeah. like, this is, yeah, we're going to get real geeky, but I think they actually started publishing again a lot of the old classic. Is it Steve Jackson and, like, the, yeah, yeah uh, Sword and Sorcerer, or whatever those. Uh, Death Trap Dungeon. Yeah, they've like started that. republishing yeah. those oh, again. Cool. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, and I was, oh, I was like, I forgot to look on Amazon, but I'm going to actually have a look and get a couple because, like, I used to love those. Yeah, that's something you can't do on a Kindle either, really, I don't think. Not easy. It makes sense. You'd yeah. have to really, yeah, be interesting. The technology's not there. that boy. The technology's not there yet. We're just, just like Avatar 2. <laughs> like the technology's, the technology's not there for a choosing of adventure. Yeah. You've got a million, like, RPGs. Yeah, no, <laughs> there's no way on a Kindle to hold your finger where you were in case you made the wrong yeah. choice. <laughs> and you want to cheat and go back to where you were. Um, Remember the Goosebumps one being really good? Yes, of that as well. Goosebumps were good. Because they, 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 they did a couple of anything. Because I got, I had Lemmings. The game, you know, the game yeah. Lemmings. I had to choose your adventure of that. <laughs> Do you choose the umbrella or the dynamite? <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had Star Wars ones. That makes they sense. They were great. Yeah, yeah. You could literally. I had a anything. nightmare one, which uh, yeah, that was good. That one involved you picking oh, skills at the start of it. Sorry, well. I thought you meant one that was just really difficult. Oh, no, yeah. no, like uh, the TV show Nightmare with <laughs> right. Treyguard. Yeah. Uh, I had a Sonic the Hedgehog one as well because as a kid, anything with Sonic the Hedgehog, I had to. Do you choose to go fast or faster? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no mention of chili dogs. What um, was the thing with the chili dogs? Why was that in the cartoons? Where did the chili dogs personality. Yeah, it's given personality. All yeah. he does is cross his arms and tap his foot. Yeah, you don't really have a lot to yeah. work with. In, in the computer games, you have, like, the, the old May Drive ones, you have nothing to work with. All he does, yeah, is he taps his foot or he drowns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, if he's not running and jumping, he's tapping his foot, he's drowning. That's all Sonic does. Yeah. Um... So, which I think is maybe for better or worse, meant a lot of people projected on him. <laughs> but I, um, his mate flies a plane, so he's got something going on. Yeah, Tails. exactly. And Knuckles like has you know brass knucks hidden in his gloves, so he's got something going on as well. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Um, cool cast of Sonic. I want to mention. You know how Dan had that very stupid. Well, yeah, he's, like, he called Eagles fact. He called it a fun fact for us about the Eagles and ZZ Top. Yeah, yeah, because it does sound like a ZZ Top song. <laughs> right, but you said it was like a really engaging fun fact. Yeah, yes, I, I definitely. Yeah, yeah, I can, definitely. I can remember being priced. Yeah, fact. Do, it but, sounds like yeah. an I would like, proportion. Yeah, not one of you two more. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it definitely wasn't just like a random opinion or anything like that. Well, I've got a fun no. fact for you guys as well. Fact. Um, <laughs> I I posted it on our Twitter and got a few responses as well. Okay. Uh, here's my hot take. Okay. Track three is the best song on every Slipknot album. The third track on every Slipknot album is the best song. Okay. So self-titled album, Eyeless. Mm-hmm. Can't see California without Martin Brando's eyes. Cool. Mm. Uh, cool. Iowa disaster piece. Okay. Yep. Uh, volume three, three nil. It's not my favourite song. It's not my favourite. Oh, yeah. I love that one. I like Before I Forget. And there's a lot of good songs that album. Oh, uh, Opium of the People. Yeah. Go back and listen to Free Nil again. Like, it's so oh, it's, good. It's brilliant. I mean, it's that so whole, good. For me, that's a perfect album start to finish. Yeah. But yeah. The way the okay. end where he just screams one, two, yeah. three, nil, then all the drum fills kick in. Mm. Wonderful stuff. Um, we can we do can we do a Slipknot episode soon? Actually, well, I've got lots of Slipknot things to talk about, so okay. we're bas- this is basically a Taylor Swift and Slipknot episode. <laughs> it lasts together, it lasts. <laughs> chocolate <laughs> and peanut butter, <laughs> the true collaboration. Yeah, Taylor Swift. Um, not. All hope is gone. Um, sulfur. Okay, and then I love the title track on that. Also, hey, yeah. no, there's lots of good yeah. songs, but this is my okay. And actually, technically, it's officially it's our hot take because it went out on our Twitter. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and finally, on um, the grey chapter, AOV. 
Uh, I didn't really listen to that one. Okay, you listen to the song AOV. Okay. We'll listen to it afterwards. If it's... I only listen to it, then so it has to be my favourite. So I'm a new one, skip straight to track three, yeah. is what we're saying. Well, we don't know what it's going to be. I've not seen it. Tra- Actually, we'll check the track listing. But if it's unsainted, then I'll be like, yeah, my theory is right. <laughs> anyway, that was my hot take. I got a few replies disagreeing, and I told these people they were wrong. But they should keep listening to our podcast. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Good. Good, building relationships. Yeah, well, we did, I should say, because it was representative of all of us. Um, but then it got me, uh, like, really in a slipknot mood. Obviously, I've been in a bit of slipknot mood for a while now, the new arms coming out and stuff. Yeah. Um, then I remembered a couple of things. One, Corey Taylor, who has beef with a lot of people. Yes! In fact, how have we not mentioned this? Yeah. Corey Taylor always has something going oh, on. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. He loves. But, um, I mean, he's, he's. Oh, so I don't use Twitter, so I feel like I miss out on some of these beef sometimes. He's. No, you, you need to use Blabmouth as well for the wrong <laughs> stuff. <laughs> he's okay. self-confessed at being. Like, too busy with my ex-guitarist of, uh, you know, Rhapsody or whatever. So. He's so self-confessed at just running his mouth off at people. Yeah, really. Yeah, and he's, he's usually got really good points as well. <laughs> yeah, I think there's nothing wrong yeah. with being like he's actually great. having an opinion. He can back it up. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Um. So anyway, um. He he's now got beef with. Like all of the fan base who don't like his new mask. Yeah, this is a weird. But I'm going to say, his new mask sucks. I don't think it's very good. I don't think it's rubbish. Oh, right. So the the best comparison I saw was it looked like someone put a subway bag on there. (laughs) Someone, someone had cut a milk carton and just put it over their face. Yeah, it looks exactly like it. Like he's he described it as he wanted it to look like something which someone had made in their basement. And do you know know who made it? Tom Savini. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Savini, mate. That's, yeah. that, see, there we go, skip. Like, if you look at that picture, that looks awesome, right? Yeah. But you've got the lighting and everything. Look at that. No, I know. <laughs> it looks like he forgot. No. He looks like he forgot his mask before the show. I feel like you'd be best placed to explain Tom Savini to the people. Uh, he's a legendary uh, special effects and makeup artist. He did uh, special effects for Dawn of the Dead. Uh, he's just great. He's, he's, brown, he's also, groundbreaking. More importantly, he's Sex Machine in um, uh, from Dust Till Dawn as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's got yeah. the um, the gun on his crotch, yeah. right? Yeah. On his codpiece. Uh, yeah, he also, I think he directed the, the 90, 1990 remake he of did. Uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead, which yeah. is actually really good. Because cool. Tony Todd in it. Um, he cool. was meant to do the special effects for the original Night of the Living Dead, but he got drafted to Vietnam. Really? <laughs> yeah, so he couldn't do it. Tom Savini's just a fucking cool dude. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's awesome. awesome. So that's why he got. That's why he did. The, he directed the remake in the nineties. He basically got George Romero's blessing because he wanted to do oh, his. It's a really good remake. It's a, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's a good one actually. Cool. Uh, he wanted to do his um, his take on it. Also, Tony Todd, you know, you know great, awesome as well. He yeah. did a lot of Friday Thirteenth uh, special effects in the first film as well. Yeah. Yes. Like with that knife going through Kevin Bacon's chest and stuff. He's also designed, he does a lot of stuff for um, WWE as well now. Like every time. Really? So every time Triple H has like some crazy entrance where he has like some big. Oh, like, that makes sense. Yeah. So he did the Triple H Shao Kahn mask. Ha, <laughs> cool. Uh, you know, Triple H basically had a mask that looked like Shao Kahn from Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Yeah. yeah. And they made two of them and he kept one of them for himself and he gave the other one as a gift to Metallica. Okay. But cool. Tom Savini designed those. Cool. And awesome. uh, he's designed um, masks for Bray Wyatt and all of the guys associated then they all they've got like a bit of a or they did have like a kind of weird sort of like Hills Our Eyes redneck kind cool. of vibe to them. And to be fair, I guess like that is your Rolls Royce of masks, right? If you're yeah, getting Tom Savini right? yeah. to do your masks, yeah. you're in a good spot. But this one he's done for Corey Taylor feels like think- maybe he didn't like he accidentally marked an email as red for <laughs> 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 the specs. <Yeah. laughs> I had like a couple of hours to do it. Like, it honestly looks like he just pulled like a, um, which I mean, the thought of like a kid, like I remember as a kid, I used to like want to wear like a plastic bag as like a cape. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Like uh, it's like a toddler. Yeah. And like my great aunt used to let me do that, and then my mum was like, "Please don't let him do that." He goes, <laughs> he goes over the bags around my child's will, neck. Yeah, they will suffocate. Um, well, no, you'd wear the hoops, the loops around your arms. Yeah, I, I but know. Yeah, I know. Um, it's a terrible mask. Yeah. But this looks exactly like he's just put a Tesco's bag yeah. <laughs> over his I'm, head and then cut out some holes in it. And in many respects, it does look like something that a serial killer exactly. would have in their basement. But when you... when I think it meets the criteria. Yeah. But when, like, it's such a huge, huge part of something, like the hype for every album is what was it, the, uh, the mask going to look like, mm-hmm. you just want to really knock it out of the park. Mind you, I didn't like the last one. I just kind of crap as well. a bit like an yeah. old man's face. Yeah. It... yeah. I think maybe some of the others guys have been smart not to change up their masks too much for yeah. two albums because they just got a good design. I get why Corey would want to change his mask each time. Then Corey's always changed his always a lot. Always yeah. 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 Uh, like, hang on, one of their masks is just a hood. One of the new guys <laughs> yeah, is just... He's got half his face covered by a hood. He's yeah. just wearing a hood. <laughs> a bit of makeup, I think, but nothing... Yeah, yeah. Smart move. Do you think they ran out on the Tom Savini budget? I must have been it, yeah. Hey, yeah, they drew straws. Or just, like, bully the new guy. The new guy doesn't get a mask. Yeah, exactly. you got to earn the mask, right? <laughs> it's band uh, new, I guess one thing that I quite like that they've done as well, because they've also had a few lineup changes, I yes. like that they've d- done new masks for the new guys. It would have been really weak if they'd have done rehashed versions yeah, of the like, former members. Like Kiss yeah, like Kiss Yeah, like Yeah, yeah like if we got, like, another dick nose back, like, no one wants that yeah. anymore. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Corey Taylor's like, the more people who are pissed off by the mask, the more I'm going to wear it. Which, he just which wants, is great. Which is exactly what he loves people. doing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get in the rise of people. But then it got me listening to a bit of Stone Sour as well. Great. Because I've never really listened to Stone Sour. So I've been, Stone like, Sour, great. Now, uh, is it 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 150? Yeah. 30, 30, 150 is now like a regular, like, I mean, I can't listen to it that often because I've forgotten the name of the song already. <laughs> but like, it's, it's a lot it's of numbers. Like, yeah, it's like every other day that song is on a couple of times. Like, it, uh, yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. Um, but Roy, Roy also, on drums as well. Yes. It's brilliant. And but, he has one of my favourite things where he has two bass drums either side of him. Oh, I didn't know he was drumming. From, I never knew that. Stone Sour, yeah. Yeah, that's but, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, and so, it's Jim Root as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah any Jim Root. I didn't know it was Also, one. you know, um, bassist, who's Skid Row's bassist? Rachel Bolin. Plays in Stone Sour as well. Fuck off. Yeah. I was on their Wikipedia page today. <laughs> Is he still in them? I believe so. For real? Yeah. Oh, man, he is the coolest. In fact, I'm you literally... Got, yeah, you're wearing a Skid Row t-shirt. Hey, I, hey, I remember his, you. His face... Uh, uh, his face is literally on my stem. Yeah. Um, so then I got listening to Stone Sour, because I remember we did an episode on Amphrax uh, yes. the other year, yeah. and we listened to You've Come... We've Come For You All, yeah. and you said that if you like the album, you should listen to Stone Sour, yeah. because they're really similar. It's that, that metal-tinged hard, hard rock. rock. Yeah. yeah. High-energy hard rock. And then I remembered... Pumping. Pumping. Absolutely that, shuffling. Then I remembered <laughs> that Corey Taylor almost ended up singing for Amphrax. What? Yeah. So Amphrax were in like a really weird spot. We talked about some of the earlier episodes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they're in a weird spot where John Bush had left them, who did We've Come For You All. They did a reunion tour with Joey, but Joey didn't want to commit to doing a new album. Uh-huh. So they basically recorded almost an entire album with this like guy no one had ever heard of before. But before they got him in... Corey Taylor jammed with them and auditioned to basically sing for them. And huh. they were like raring to go. Was this pretty slipknot? No, this was like 2000. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, this was like <coughs> 2010s. Oh, so there, yeah. is a, there is a timeline where we would have had both of those. Lines. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, don't worry. So this, yeah, it was in the last 10 years it's happened. Right. So it was before the Amphrax 
reunion with Joey album came yeah. out. Yeah. So the reason why he didn't do it in the end was because it would have just been too much to juggle Slipknot, Stone Sour, and Amphrax as well. Yeah. Basically, like three. Why can't t- I hold all these award winning yeah, bands? Yeah, these three full time <laughs> bands. Uh, but uh, we were so close to getting um, a Corey Taylor fronted <sighs> Amphrax album. Just put out those demos. Yeah. Put them out. Let, let people hear. That'd be yeah. amazing. Absolutely. That's, oh, that's such a good fit, especially for the John Bush era stuff. Yeah. Exactly. A really cool thing. It would have been so good because like he could have done all the old stuff, but he also could have done the John Bush era, which we don't really yeah. play. Yeah, he could have split anymore. both. That would yeah. have been really good. Split the difference. Also, yeah, like it doesn't hurt to have like one of the most famous metal vocalists in your band as well. Yeah. No, I've heard it's quite good for business. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. think maybe it would have slightly I don't know if it would have slightly detracted from Anthrax and just be seen as a weird kind of not necessarily novelty, but Yeah, it might make them a bit of a legacy. Overshadowed, act. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like when well, uh, we're all there for Scottian's beard anyway. So. Yeah, like Stone Temple <laughs> Pilots did like a EP in a tour with Chester Bennington. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like obviously Chester Bennington was a fantastic singer, mm. but you're not watching Stone Temple Pilots. You're watching Chester Bennington yeah. and Stone Temple Pilots, yeah. if that makes sense. Mm. And I think that yeah, band okay. must be cursed because everyone has sung for them. <laughs> They're still with the touring again. They are, yeah. Sort of thing. Stone yeah. Temple Pilots. Yeah, yeah they've, they've got, got some really bad singer, So their yeah. songs are quite good. They've had really bad, yeah, luck, unfortunate luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's the end of the episode. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there we go. A little bit of Slipknot uh, news. A little bit of like relating it back to Amphrax. People are going to hate this episode. It's been very music heavy. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Again, okay, actually, maybe we just want to put something in at the very start. A disclaimer saying. If you are here for just the dumb stuff, we've got the Taylor Swift, Katy Perry beef. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. yeah. yeah what do you mean dumb? Course. That's an epic seven-year yeah. beef. I can feel... I'll tell you what, if you want something non-music related, I can fill you in on my weekend. Real Please. quick. Yes, actually, Real yeah. quick. Three, three events, short succession of each other. Can't wait. I get in late. The gas hob doesn't work. We've got ants in the kitchen. The hamster had diarrhoea. Jesus oh. Christ. Worst night of my life. <laughs> what did, which one did you deal with first? Hamster. I'm not, of letting, I'm not letting baby. Just checking. Knock about in her own turds. No, of she not. did the. I'm sorry, this is gonna be very graphic. She did the biggest poo I've ever seen a hamster capable of. Okay, it was the size. It was the length of a matchstick, <laughs> and I'd say the, the girth of a pencil. Oh, poor hamster. Yeah. What have you been feeling? Uh, just normal stuff. Your hamster just okay hamster, now, hamster muesli. Occasionally, we give her the odd little leaf of spinach. Okay, a lot what of iron. She's good now. She's good now. Good. Yeah, yeah. she's good. Jeez, that's a big turd for a small um, animal. Also, I should probably explain that my hamster, who we call Baby, mm. who we refer to as a girl, is actually a boy, and his name is Michael Anthony. I thought your hamster was called Michael Anthony. Yes, yes. but we call her Baby, and also her. Oh, I not? Yeah, know. we got we got used to it being a girl because we were sold it as a girl, and then Kiz clocked the biggest pair of rodent balls. Okay, <laughs> we've always give away. It's, it's too late now. Yeah. She's Baby, and she's Michael Anthony. That's fair enough. Yeah, like, <laughs> can, well, it can be both. Yeah. 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 Named after the wonderful, wonderful hamster-like bassist from Van Halen. Yeah. Oh man, that video of him doing that bass solo. <laughs> Incredible. The Jack Daniels bass guitar. It's the best, whilst he downs Jack Daniels. It's the most 80s bassist hair rock thing I can imagine. Just living his best life, yeah. isn't he? He is having the time of his life. Well, like, he's got the full stage himself when he's not got Eddie Van Halen on stage. It's like, yeah, you could do a solo. <laughs> <At> last, <laughs> Michael Anthony's time to shine. Mm. But let's be honest, have you seen a more entertaining bass guitar solo? Nope. It's the only one I, I can think of. I don't think I've ever seen it. Which proves it. Which proves it. <laughs> yeah. so proves it. Yeah. Um, how do you, then, then what was next after the um, diarrhea hamster? Uh, the ants are kind of 
a slow burner. Yeah, a constant. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we've got we've got some stuff down. We're working on that. That's yeah. fine. I've, that's under I, control. I think I just want to say also. You know, you complain about having ants, but you also ripped into me when I asked if I could use a plate to eat a sandwich off when I got to your house. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want sandwich, to. I don't want to leave crumbs everywhere. But then you were so disgusted that I asked for a plate. You, you, gave, you gave me an awkward shaped bowl instead. You tried to make an example out of me. Then you your girlfriend. But I did the kids and said, "Yeah, I don't want to leave crumbs. I know you've got ants in your kitchen." But kids, looked at you like you're well, like you're a maniac because you are a maniac. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, also, there's another small... We're finding so many problems in this house at the minute. There is a small gap uh, down along along, under the window. Yeah. Against the floor. Yeah. Under the skirting. Yeah. In the main room, right? Uh, There's a small gap and somehow... Close. Yeah. Yep. Now... I I had that in my... Don't remember I had that in my... When I lived with... When I um, lived with uh, Besco. Yeah. Uh, I my front I, my room was what would have been the front room of the house. Yeah, and I heard a noise in the nighttime. Can work out what it was. It turns out it was slugs going across a canvas bag I had under. Yeah, the, uh, they're everywhere. Now I ended up gaffer taping the floor to the. I couldn't see the gap, so I ended yeah. up gaffer taping the floor to the skirting board, and it stopped. So, I remember you seeing you the next day, and you were almost like a little traumatized. It was awful. I hate slugs. I, they're, I'm absolutely terrified of I them. Almost I, would I rather deal with well. a spider. Yeah, I think. I'm, so I, just find I, I, spider, I, had, yeah, I put on marigolds oh. and got kitchen towel to pick them up and chuck them outside. Yeah. It was so grim. Yeah. I can't touch them. Sorry I to hijack. Yeah, them. I say I won't touch them either. I can't. I can't go near them. Sorry to hijack. I just knew where no, I was no, going no. as soon as. It's yeah. absolutely horrific. So I, I thought what I'm going to do is I'm going to seal it all up proper. Yeah. But what I made a cone out of some card, right? And this is genius, lads. Yeah. And I got got the salt. Poured it into this funnel. Yeah, funneled in the and gap. Just filled in this gap. Oh, Did I put salt yeah. on the outside of a house? Like that, in a that's genius. That's like, bit when I like in it. terms of like slug killing <clears throat> tactics. That's like Agent Orange. Yeah. <laughs> or that's, like that's or, is the it orange? Boy. Is it Agent Orange or Orange Crush? What was the terrible stuff he used in like the Korean War? No, in Vietnam, but Vietnam. Agent Orange. Agent Orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Orange Crush. That's an REM song. It is, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, but you also probably use REM. <laughs> it, was in, <laughs> it was in Vietnam. It was the yeah. Agent Orange yeah. used as a uh, to get rid of all the foliage. Again, mixed foliage. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it had horrible, horrible, horrible. horrible yeah. Yes, but we did yeah. that. Well, that's uh, what we did to the slugs. Yeah, and I was super proud of myself. Yeah. Uh, and then, but then you had fish and chips later that night well, no. and realised, how can I put salt on these chips? I've run out. <laughs> well, I didn't realise that not all of the salt had come out of this massive cardboard tube I'd made. Oh, so when God. I dropped my hand, maybe <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> like half a kilo of salt Amazing. just piled up. Well, I would leave that there as a warning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe just like get one of the slugs and drop them on top of it and leave it there as a warning. To I'm the not others, going to look near those fuckers. Yeah, I will touch no. I will have, I'll pick up a spider. A spider needs to pick up. Yeah, like, spider's also, a nice guy. Just yeah, get them out. Because spiders are dry. <laughs> yes. You know. And they're not going to stick to me. Yeah, exactly. They're not, not going to leave a crawl inside my body. Like slugs are just, just leaving stains wherever they go. They're... <sighs> Absolutely Permanent gross. stains. Permanent stains. Yeah. Have you managed to... Have they stopped now for a bit? Oh, they will. You should gaff tape that gap for now. It yeah. It wonders for me. Got me some sealant. Yeah. I'm going to put more salt in there. I'm going to make it a real... Real so grim. fucking gorilla trap. Yeah. yeah. Are you worried about salt corrosion? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. As a homeowner, these are things to worry about. Well, and, absolutely. Like, don't leave us hanging. What happened to the gas hob? Yeah, it's fine. Oh, okay. It's not like <laughs> It wasn't like a slug in it or wood lice or anything. No, so yeah, there you go. 
That's it. So I think collectively from a podcast, where do fuck you slugs. Come, where right? do woodlouse yeah. come from? Oh, yeah, we've got a woodlouse graveyard as well downstairs. Actually, I think it's where the ants are coming from. In case there's any okay. uh, doubt on our stance on uh, slugs, I'm just going to tweet from the official account, fuck you slugs. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you want to get back at us, and if you do want to check out more of our stuff online, get in touch. You can find us on Instagram, Slowly We Rock Podcast. You can find us on Twitter. Oh, shit. I accidentally put fuck you at Suggs for madness. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> no! Yeah, come on, we're talking celebrity yeah, beef. Here we we're going to start our own Suggs New for Madness. Do one. Who's got beef with Suggs, though? We just... do, Nouns. Oh, Anyone who's do. trained really hard to be a very good singer but has never made it <laughs> versus a man <laughs> yeah. who spent a career speaking and sold millions of records. Yeah. If you see him, salt him. Salt yeah. that Suggs. But he's salt of the earth. Nice. So you can get in touch with us <laughs> at Soy Rock on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, we are Slowly Rock Podcast. Yep, you can yep. get in touch uh, with us directly on Gmail, which is slowlyrock at gmail.com. Gmail is Google Mail. You can use any email type to get in touch with yeah, us. Yeah, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if there's something you want to hear us talk about, something you don't want to hear us talk about. Which side of the Taylor Swift, Katy Perry view do you fall on? Yeah. Oh, I actually like to hear that. I think most people are going to fall on Taylor Swift's side, though, just because she has like court personality. Yeah, yeah so, she writes the best songs. So. Yeah, but that. That document you're referring to. It, we've definitely talked about Taylor Swift on another show, I think. I feel, briefly. But it'd be weird if we hadn't. She's yeah, quite she's, big. Like, yeah. she's one of the yeah. she's like one of the biggest. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like maybe because she's not really she had an album reputation that came out the other year and that one didn't feel like it was as big people weren't into that as much as the last one. Right. No. So anyway, you can get, yeah. <laughs> so say, get in touch with us. Thank you so so much for listening Thanks again. For listening, I guys. feel people are more into Ariana Grande now. Thanks guys, bye, have a great time, have a wonderful life. Yeah. <laughs> She's a donut licker that hates America. Ariana <laughs> Grande? Uh, just to qualify what I said at the end there, uh, in July 7th, 2015, Ariel Grande licked a donut and said, I hate America. Thanks. <laughs>